So last time I left you was in Eldoret and we were just about to take a little trip um, which I described as a mini cycling holiday on our long existing cycling holiday um, which it actually did turn out to be and um, we, we left our bags probably like 30 kilograms or so um, and then took like mini baggage um, and we went to go and cycle the Great Rift Valley from Eldoret to a place called Cabinet, which I have to keep resisting calling it Cabernet because it's like E-E-T at the end. And I just, I don't know why I keep calling it Cabernet to make it fancy, but it's Cabernet with a K. Um, and in between was a place also called Iten, um, I-T-E-N, which I don't know why I'm so obsessed with how you spell everything today. I don't usually care. Um, but that is quite a special place because it's where the Kenyan cycling team are located um, and we did go and find them. Uh, the grounds that they train at were a little um, surprising. They didn't have like what we... I, I wasn't expecting much, but I think Kevin was expecting a track of, of some kind. There was, there was sort of... Um, some training spaces that were, it was like um, off-roady, off-road type, um, you know, like little mounds of grass and, um, yeah, stuff to go over on the bikes and weave around. Um, but we didn't see any kind of, like, hardcore um, circular tracks or anything. So we we sort of stumbled in. It turns out we went through the back entrance, which is probably why we didn't see that much. Um, and they were like, whoa, who are you? But after sort of explaining, they were really, really happy to see us. And um, yeah, it was really nice chatting with them. Um, we saw some of their bikes. They're very racy, quite different to ours. Uh, and it was really nice to hear that they were going to race in Tigray, in Ethiopia, I guess now, actually. Um, oh, sorry, I'm trying to do this in chrono chronological order, um, but I'm in the future. So uh, let me go back. Um, they told us that the following week they would be racing in Tigray, which is where we cycled not that long ago in Ethiopia. It was the best part of Ethiopia. Um, and, yeah, they were going to compete against the Ethiopian team. So... That was quite cool. We kind of tried to offer them tips, but obviously um, they know their stuff already. Um, but, yeah, we met them. Um, they then recommended to us a hotel um, called Kerio View, which is five minutes down the road. Uh, oh, incidentally, Iten is quite famous um, because it's where a lot of... Um, you know, athletes train, but it's less so the cycling, it's more about the running. So they have a lot of banners and stuff that says like home of the champions and um, like special archways and it's quite, it's quite dramatic. But of all the things, it's, I saw a lot of white people there, which was quite interesting. Like obviously these are people that probably take their training really seriously and go all the way to 
eaten. Um, but it was really kind of surreal as well because it was it felt a little bit like Desperate Housewives. There were so many groups of like joggers in their little, you know, their sports gear. And we haven't seen that like the whole time we've been in Africa. And suddenly there's just these little groups, um, you know, like uh, it was just, yeah, it's, it's nice. Um, but quite, quite cute as well. Um, and they sort of admired their sports gear and everyone's got their, you know, like swishy big ponytails behind them and all of this stuff. So um, I quite enjoyed that. And yeah, I was surprised by how many actually. But then, uh, so we recommended this Kerio View place where we were told we could get an actual coffee that wasn't instant. Um, so we went down there. Uh, I'd say down, but it was like obviously had a beautiful view. Um, it was just down a small 80 kilometer, 80 kilometer, no, um, 800 meter track um which was incredibly bumpy and I didn't understand it really because apparently all these athletes go there and the road down to it is like impossible to cycle or run you basically have to just kind of um see where you end up if you if you get down there it's so rocky but anyway we got down um and the view was beautiful and we got chatting with the owner who was Belgian can't remember his name actually Um, but he was telling us that it's a place that Mo Farah comes to train um, amongst so many other athletes. Um, I can see why, because it was, like, a really well-designed, like, really cool, actually. There was, like, um, like big giraffes and not real ones. Um, You know, all these different animals made out of, um, I don't know, sort of sculptures in the garden, and then there was the, the the hotel rooms looked really, really fancy, way too fancy for us. Didn't even ask how much they were. Um, but yeah, and the view was sensational down down into the rift, um, which I mentioned before is where the tectonic plates um, meet. So it, you know it goes right down into a huge valley, and it's very beautiful. Um, but yeah, supposedly this is where all these guys come and train because of the high altitude and um, yeah, very, very popular place. So all of that um, was pretty cool. We we pretended that we were elite athletes too, but um, we actually, we asked how long the Kenyan cycle team take to do the climb that we did and they said they took about an I think they said an hour and a half, and that would be from... So if you were to go down from this Kerio view, which is what we did, down to the bottom, um, that's just like a big basin, to be honest. There wasn't... There was only tiny towns, not not anything worth noting. Um, and then start the climb, which was about 900 metres up, but it was over 15 kilometres, so it's like a semi semi-steep but it didn't feel too steep to be honest um up to cabinet and they said they took an hour and a half and we took about three and a half hours but we do have quite heavy bikes even without their load um and also we just did it leisurely I on the way up had a chapati with Harry Bostarmix and a dairy milk melted inside 
which was really good. Um, but that's the sort of thing that I sort of prioritise on the climb up to to these places. I'm not, maybe, yeah, not really an elite um, athlete territory just yet. But we'll see by the time we get to Cape Town. Um, so, yeah, we ended up at Cabinet. Um, it's quite a basic town up there, but still so beautiful. And we knew that we were going to be doing exactly the reverse the day after because we had to get back to Elderex is completely like off our route really so the next day was the same but slightly different uh, we climbed 1100 meters over 26 kilometers um, so it was a little less steep um, but it didn't actually feel it uh, and actually I am quite slow on my descents I probably go faster upwards than I do going down a hill because I'm a massive chicken and I just constantly am on the brakes so I I think I preferred the the climb um more than rocketing down at light speed um but the views were incredible and I really recommend that um little trip there's it's much more extended um and we were going to go all the way to Maragat which was our original plan but then we had river flooding troubles um but this was just a really good compromise um just like a two-day trip um out and back so yeah that was really enjoyable um and then from Eton which was like the the peak of the um the climb we then went back to Eldoret and there was a tailwind and it was, it's quite a like gentle gradient actually. It's, um, it was downhill all the way, but like not hugely. Um, but we managed to do something ridiculous. I, I wish I had the figures from Kevin. My um, stats man is not around right now, but I think he told me we did 25 kilometers in 45 minutes or something like that which is pretty extreme um it might have been more than that even we just raced uh I think I went faster than I've ever gone and it was really fun so yeah we made it back we had enough time to get some Guinness before the shop closed and stuff um and that was really what the day was about so um yeah all in all it was really really great I it sounds so bougie but I highly recommend like taking a small bike tour holiday from your bike tour um because um I I am kind of joking because our our tour through Africa is not really a holiday and really rarely feels like anything close to one um so this was just so needed and it was really good um and we are probably about halfway through our trip, so it's probably a good time. Um, we're feeling a little drained. We we do push ourselves a lot sometimes, um, and then we're really, really lazy, um, so it all just cancels it out. But, yeah, it was nice to just do something different, actually, um, and just recharge a bit. And we spent a few days recharging afterwards as well. Uh, we had two days booked in an Airbnb in Eldoret, and the elder, uh, sorry, that was very squeaky. Um, the Airbnb was lovely. It was just out in the middle of nowhere, so we couldn't actually do stuff. 
which is also important, I think. Um, we always fill our days off with, like, stocking up on food or getting visas sorted or even just, like, planning what the next move's going to be. So this was really good. Um, we did have a really good chance to unwind. And the family that ran the Airbnb were really great as well. Um, we We had complimentary breakfast every day which was a surprise because they didn't actually advertise it I did think why don't you advertise it but it, they liked it as a surprise for some reason um and yeah we just really recharged we had a lot of fun one night in the garden um we were drinking our sort of homebrew mulled wine which I've decided is the only way to drink the red wine here um, and I'd brought a saucepan of it down because um, we didn't have many receptacles. So I brought the saucepan down with the mulled wine and we were sitting out on this cement block because um, they didn't have a table or chairs outside. But I think that all of these things are just like cultural things, really, because they were like, come sit in the garden, come and enjoy the garden. But they couldn't see that there was nowhere to sit other than this block. But anyway, we sat there. Um, and we played some cards and we were drinking this mulled wine and then the son Dylan who I think was about 10 or 11 um, he had a bit of attitude but like still his face was very innocent looking um, and he came to join us and he really sweetly asked if we knew how to play the game cards um, to which I asked, like, which game, and the game that he knew was cards. So um, we kind of entertained him, like, went to see where this game was going and um, what it was, because he really hyped it up. And it turns out it was Snap, um, but with Dylan's twists, which were um, <laughs> really funny because he was just making them up every five seconds... Um, so we, we played snap with him, um, and yeah, he, he was brilliant, um, as an entertainer with, uh, continuously changing the rules so that we, any time we were looking like we might win any part of the game, the rule would change, uh, then he introduced the Jokers to Snap and it all just went crazy because Kevin's quite competitive as well and uh, this kid was really into it and desperately wanting to win and um, I kind of folded quite early. I'm not going to say I lost, but I I left them to it um, and then this this like incessant thing with the Joker just... It went on where um, it's hard to explain and it's probably not that interesting either. But um, basically the the game was never ending. Um, Kevin had almost all of the cards, but like two cards. And Dylan was making it so that he would never get those two from him. So we kind of did like a eye across the table and it was like, right, if we want this game to end you need to lose all of those cards in your hand. And so we, I just sat through the whole thing going on and him losing every every hand for um, 
20 minutes or so until Dylan was there and then he won um, and that was it but well actually that wasn't it because then somebody suggested racing across the garden to pick up a saucepan lid and running back and placing it back on the saucepan which was previously filled with mulled wine so very like stain dangerous but um, yeah so we ended up doing that as well um, I obviously won all of those things um, apart from the cards because it's boring but um, yeah it was so fun like it was just a um, real refresher with um, Dylan and his nonsense games and um, yeah seeing a boyfriend racing a 10 year old boy across the garden and being um, incredibly invested in winning is quite funny as well so uh, all in all, it was, um, yeah, like I said, very refreshing um, as an experience. So we had a lovely few days in Eldoret, and then the next day we said goodbye um, as planned, and Kevin headed up to Mount Elgin National Park, and I headed down, uh, basically the opposite direction, towards the island that I'm staying staying at for the next few weeks um but first to stop off in Kisumu uh which is the town um the sort of biggest town near Lake Victoria on that side so I cycled 126 kilometers so it's quite a, a shock to my system um so there's quite a bit of climbing there as well um down to Kisumu um, me and Kevin had found bacon the previous day, so we had a very excitable morning eating a whole packet of bacon. Um, and so I didn't actually leave until 10 and didn't arrive in Kisumu until probably 7 o'clock. Um, the sun was going down. And, uh, yeah, uh, by the end of the day, I think we were about 200 kilometres apart. So it just shows you how far you can get in just one day. Um, but I did do something quite um, monumental to, for myself. Um, I, for the first time in my life, crossed the equator, um, which I hadn't really thought about uh, the fact that I was going south um, and quite directly south. Um, we've been talking about crossing the equator for a while, but I hadn't realised that I would be doing it on my own. And um, <laughs> that was to the dismay of Kevin when he found out as well, because he's been headed there for a bit longer than me, uh, and I made it first. But um, I did go through... I made a mistake on my route um, down to Kisumu, and I went through a town called Jisambai... G-I-S-A-M-B-A-I. And um, I'm really glad I did because I'm not sure I would have actually known I crossed the equator otherwise. Um, but in this town, there was like a little um, a little statue um, and, yeah, uh, sort of this is the equator. But more excitingly, there was a line drawn across the road um, that said equator on it, which I would use as the photo. Um, and I did get a photo of myself crossing it. And it was quite cool. And it was also quite fun just seeing people cross the line because um, I really wanted them to, like, blow up when they crossed the line or, like, you know, 
um, explode or something. That's the same thing. But um, I had all these sort of images in my mind that that was what would happen, and obviously nothing happened. People just don't even bat an eyelid there because they live there. Um, but it was exciting, nevertheless. So um, I really enjoyed that bit of the day. Um, the cycling was quite gorgeous, actually, as well. I felt like I was up in the mountains all day. I could see the next-door neighbour mountains around me, um, but I felt like I was level. Actually, at one point, I took a picture of a plane that looked like it was flying way below where I was, which was really cool. So, um, and that was just before heading down to Kisumu, which is on the the Lake Victoria, so it's a bit lower. So it's quite a large descent into there. Um, and it turned out to be very different to expected. Um, it felt like a ghost town. Everything was closed. I really struggled to find a hotel that wasn't thousands of shillings. And oh, that's anything like above £10, really. Um, and yeah, it was it was really, really quiet. I was quite disappointed because I cycled around Lake Victoria for so long and I could see the sun was really red and it was cool because I was like right on the equator um, and I just wanted to see the sunset over the lake but there was no way to see it from where I was because there was buildings everywhere and it, it feel, felt like a, a place that was being revamped but who knows when that was going to be complete. Um, it looked like there was a lot of works going on on a ferry terminal there, which I think used to run to exactly where I need to get to, but it doesn't anymore. So, yeah, all in all, Kisamu was a bit of a disappointment. Um, I did have some great food. Again, the curries here and the... Oh, I've got really into this um, egg chapati that they do. It was really, really good. Um, and so I did have good food. I won't complain about that. Um, but otherwise really just slept and got up super early the next day to make it to the ferry um, in Luanda, um, which I wasn't sure whether it was going to be quite a rough track getting there. So I was really nervous, got up very, very early um, to get to there. Unfortunately, despite leaving super early, I didn't make it on time. Um, I think the ferry here is just so temperamental and uh, there was various means of transportation across Lake Victoria, which is about 40 minutes across, um, but none of them really worked out. Eventually, I got a water bus at 6pm to a place called Umbita. Basically, I had to island hop a little bit um, to get to this second island and I missed the this sort of connection. So I ended up spending the night in Umbita, but um, my Helpex host was was fine about it, and I, I'm due to meet them this morning, actually, um, because that is now. Um, but I just wanted to explain a little about the Helpex. Um, it's an organisation that, um, it's, it is what it sounds, it's like help exchange. So you work for free for four hours a day, um, some it's kind of different depending on the hosts, but um, sometimes you have weekends off, sometimes you work six days. It uh, depends on the like nature of the work, which is all sorts of stuff. Um, I've done some really mental stuff actually. Um, I helped build a boat in Amsterdam um, 
a canal boat and learnt a bit about boats and also um, assisted a geisha in Japan, which was a very surreal experience, actually. I, that needs its whole own podcast. Um, and then there's some others, you know, farming. Um, oh, I once had to research someone's university course for them um, and help them decide which one to do. That was weird. Uh, did, oh, we uh, once did worm farming, which was not really very enjoyable. And that was in England as well. So there wasn't really much to subsidise the um, disgust. But yeah, it's it really allows you to explore so many different things. Um, and so you do this work and then you stay with the, the play, uh, people um, for free, usually for one or two weeks. So that's kind of what I'm aiming for. And this Helpex supposedly offers fishing, which I'm not getting too excited about because they do often lure you in uh, with bait. So um, I'm, yeah, hoping that that might happen, but it may well just be farming or something dull. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what I'm after doing with Muffingano. Um, still struggling to say it. And um, I'm very excited about meeting my hosts. Um, one more thing about my ride from Kisumu to um, Luanda, where I got the ferry. Uh, I, I was really taken by some of the scenery around me. Um, there was... The, the mountains were a lot more um, attractive or sort of interesting than we've seen for a while because they were really, like, craggy and rocky and um, and also lots of forest as well, loads of green. Um, I can hear a cat meowing in the background, so apologies for that. And, um, yeah, the, the rocks were really interesting. The peaks of the mountains, their kind of silhouette was, like... Um, very distinctive and I got really obsessed with one mountain in particular actually I just kept on taking pictures because the rocks looked like they'd sort of been placed on top of each other and it was really unusual and it turns out that that is actually a recently announced um UNESCO heritage site uh I think it was announced like at the end of 2019 um and it's called Kit Kit Mi Mikai um and yeah, it's it's really just a really interesting rock formation um, on on the mountainside. Um, but yeah, that's Googleable if you want to check it out. It wasn't in a in a very touristy place, um, so there's probably not much reason to go out of your way to go there. But it was really nice to cycle through. Um, and then that took me down uh, to a sort of motorcyclist track um, that was dirt and. Um, not dirt in a bad way, like it was it was dirt road, you probably guessed that. And uh, yeah, so I went down there and got to the ferry, and sadly, no ferries for me. Um, but from Mbita, which has been quite enjoyable, um, I haven't had much chance to explore it. That's the only downside of bike touring, I think, is that you're too exhausted to do any kind of walking around after, the, after you finish. Um, but... I will be coming back through here because it's the way out of the island as well. So hopefully I'll have a chance to see it then. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go meet um, Marilyn now. Um, I'm not sure whether that's a man or a woman yet. Um, but I will, I will let you know 
what they're like and how it goes. In the meantime, Kevin's crossed into Uganda now via Mount Elgin. Um, I spoke to him a few days ago and he told me he saw some Colobus monkeys, which are quite funny. They, um, I think they look like monks, um, so they're like monkey monks. Um, they, they've got like black and white weird sort of fur stuff and uh, they look like they're dressing up or something. Um, so he saw a load of those, without me, of course, um, and he's now off the grid, actually, uh, because he hasn't got a sim for Uganda yet, uh, so we're unable to talk to each other. But I've hidden a card made of loo roll in his bike that's called Maggie, um, so hopefully he will find his nice loo roll card on Valentine's Day. And... Uh, I will be spending it with you.